Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. So now we are down to our final four. And we're going to teach you guys to a quick 30-second summary of each movie, real quick, that we all put together off the top of our head, so that's why it sucks. It's yeah, terrible, but... Oh, uh, but it like is it what anyway. it is. Yeah. So enjoy those, and then we're going to have we're gonna have a little secret vote for each of the top four so that we can talk after everybody decides. Evil Dead in 30 seconds, and go. A group of friends are going out to the cabin for a little vacation. Uh, oh, crap, this is hard. And they get to a cabin, and they're looking around, and they go downstairs, and they find a tape recorder and a weird little book that looks like it's made of flesh and a knife, and they bring it upstairs, and they play the recording, and the recording has some incantation on it, and they bring back dead from beyond the grave, and evil possession starts to take all of Ash's friends, and they all die, and he has to kill them and destroy them, and then he dies at the end, too, or so we're told. Perfect. All right, Nate, you are up with. Am I ready? Yeah, do you want me to what go? What are first? you doing? I'm doing the shining. You're doing the shining? All right, Nate, who's going to do shining? Okay. The shining in 30 seconds. Go! Okay, so Jack has got a new job as a caretaker for the Overlook Hotel. He drives his family up to the mountains, miles and miles and miles away from civilization, where. Everyone starts to go a little crazy and starts seeing ghosts and old ladies that look like hot young ladies and <laughs> people doing stuff with people in bear costumes. But guess what? Jack dies. He freezes to death. <laughs> and the little kid has teleconnect powers. I don't know. In There's a lot to unpack. I'm sorry. It's more <laughs> than let the right one in or brother. evil dead. Or Nightmare on Elm Street, for that fact. You did all right, Doc. No, there we go. I loved it. All right. I was like, oh, crap, five seconds. Wait, there's a bunch of plot elements. Nightmare on Elm Street in 30 seconds. Ago. In the tradition of of the uh, revenge uh, tragedy, this story is about a young man named Fred... Frederick? (laughs) Frederick Krueger, who is misunderstood and just... Yeah, gets a bad luck. I mean, he likes to hang out in in the basement of the school. So long story short, he gets burnt by the parents. Why? Well, there's a lot of theories, but nobody ever proved anything. Mm-hmm. So he was a victim of this this mob, uh, and he went back and he enacted revenge because that's what he, they all deserve. So the end, the kids all died. Bye. <laughs> that was beautiful. All right. right so the end. Your kids it. all die. <laughs> you deserve it. The end. So all right. So let's lives. let's vote. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so our first matchup is The Shining versus The Evil Dead. And congratulations, Mr. Torrance. You are moving on to the final round. Well, so I, I mean, it's Evil Dead versus The Shining. And I don't think there's any conceivable universe where Evil Dead would beat The Shining in a, in a direct matchup like that. Of movie-to-movie movie prowess. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, it wasn't, a th- it wasn't the vote had one Evil Dead, which I'm assuming is Jackie. It was Jackie. <laughs> of course. 
I can never put scary women in the basement anymore without thinking about that movie. Every time women pop their heads up from the basement. I've never been able to fully trust a tree since. They, yeah. they, Nor should it you. It just gets me. Um, I don't know what else to say about the evil dead. I feel like it's I'm, so scary still. It is no, so it, oh, it it scary. Is scary the and I think the biggest I think the biggest achievement the, or the biggest thing we can take away from the evil dead is is the cinematography. The the way that Sam Raimi was so creative with his shots. One of my personal favorite is when action is going on in the room and everybody's walking around, there's dialogue. The camera is actually from the point of view of Cheryl in the basement because she's got the top lifted off. Yeah, Yeah, like just the cinematography... You know, I don't think that Edgar Wright would be Edgar Wright if it wasn't for Sam Raimi. Yeah. The, the rigs that he made when he's lifting up the different, uh, when Cheryl in the beginning after she first gets it and, you know, she pops out from the window, or no, she's looking out the window yeah. and she suddenly turns around and she's uh-huh. like lifted up and she's kind of all janky. Yeah. Like there was just so much like homegrown filmmaking in that mm-hmm. movie that, I don't know. To me, it just that that is the biggest takeaway is just how creative Sam Raimi was for for what they did. I don't know. I, to me, that, that between between those two, that's another rewatchable movie for me, time yeah. and time again. And I, and I think it also helps knowing where the series goes, knowing what it turns into, right, knowing totally. what we get with Evil Dead Two and then Army of Darkness, and now that new series uh, that yeah. they have on. I think it's on Ash Stars, versus Ash the, versus the Evil, Evil Dead. Dead yep. You know, knowing I think that also helps my love for this movie. Is, is knowing where it goes. And, and a thing I love about it too is just how like brutal and intimate the experience is for Ash. Like you're like, oh my God, this poor guy has to like chop up his girlfriend who he was like gonna give a, a necklace to and like and, and <laughs> like just watching him be so just devastated by these horrible things he has to do to protect himself from his friends. You know, like what he has to, doesn't he have to like chop, like ax them, right? Yeah. Well, and, the one guy, yeah, like the Scott was the right. one that chops up uh, right. the girl at first. But yeah, and you know what's funny? Rewatching this movie, I think I kept waiting for like a funny part or I kept waiting for like a, one of those classic lines and I kept forgetting, not in this not one. Not in this one, It's right? an Evil Dead 2. Right. Evil, the, the Evil Dead, the original, is just, it's a straightforward horror movie. It is. And there that there is no funny moment, you know? Like, there's a little bit of a, you know, some some tender moments between Ash and Linda in the beginning when yeah, he gives her the bit. necklace. Like, right, there's some right, funny, right. you know. But I think I kind of kept waiting for those moments to happen. And I... Like I said, when when you can get away with making the same movie essentially twice, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So that that those 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 are a lot of, of my thoughts on it. That's the reason. I mean, and to me, it's again, it's it's blood, it's guts, it's gore, mm-hmm. it's 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 what and it's I like. It's still scary. Yeah. So many years it later, is. holy guacamole! The tree, the tree rape scene, is just that demonic possession is is like an ultimate form of rape. Um, because basically with possession, you're invaded without permission. It hurts you. And even after it's all said and done, it changes you. So that's just my really, note on no, that. I thought that was an interesting note. See, Sorry I, to, like, see, I put Marissa notes. pants on sometimes. Yeah, every once in a while. I think I'm, ha- I'm rubbing off on you in that way. Good All Lord. right, so we've got Nightmare on Elm Street versus Let the Right One In. All right, what's it going to be? And the movie that moves on to the final round to take on The Shining is let the right one in. Booyah. Freddy. Could I, Mr. It's been real. <sighs> I don't know. What, what can what can be said? About Freddy Krueger? About Freddy Krueger. Uh, right on Elm Street. I mean, it's Nightmare, right? It's crazy. Nightmare. I mean... My, my favorite final girl. Yeah. Heather, Heather Langenkamp's por- portrayal of Nancy. She is, hands down, 
my favorite final girl. Really? Love her. Love, love her. Love the, the, the whole trap thing she sets up at the end when mm-hmm. she figures out that she can bring him into the real world. She's pretty smart. Yeah, I love it. Love, love it. Love, love John Saxon playing a cop yet I again. I love John Saxon. Yet great. again, Watch him putting it. on the officer role. Mm-hmm. Which what, did, did Black we Christmas. Did, he was in Black yeah, Christmas. Yes, well, no, and we looked. Dur- it was during the Black Christmas episode that we looked it up. He's played a cop like played so cr- many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he actually is a cop now. He's, he's they, a they just let him become a cop. Yeah, they're like, you've yeah, been in yeah, enough like, movies. You're, you're Dude, I gotta tell you, if he showed up anywhere in a cop costume, I'd be like, okay, yes, officer. I would buy it. As long as you've been in enough movies at yeah. least two i think <laughs> i think that they did a lot of uh really interesting stuff with special effects oh my and gosh, nightmare yeah. on elm street um i was watching that documentary that never sleep again documentary so long. and they're talking about how they did the scene where um johnny depp is pulled into his bed and like all the blood Blush. comes flying out and basically they took that room that they spun around for the the one girl's death scene for which Tina's is cr- scene, yeah. for tina's scene where she's crawling in the ceiling and they just turned it upside down and dumped like a giant bucket of blood through the open hole in the bed but apparently like once it got into the box it like <laughs> threw everything off and like people got hurt and like yeah people like got like electrocuted yeah someone something. got electrocuted someone got like their leg like busted yeah, up like, like it hurt people wow. it's, so. it's a movie like that that makes me pine for pre-cgi like there are certain movies that when i watch them i'm like this is why i love old horror because like there's you needed such ingenuity you needed such puppetry and like such cr- like imagination and like i just i miss those days there's a part of that that stuff too i think cgi takes a lot of magic out of the movies and it also makes them harder for them to stand up to the test of time because cg ages very poorly which is very like you wouldn't think like you would think it's the puppetry and the old stuff that ages but it Mm -hmm. holds up to me like it's cool stuff if you do a mix it'll hold up for a lot longer like jurassic park is a mix of Mm -hmm. cg and animatronics and and that movie still holds up pretty well right you can get away it's not 100 percent perfect but it it holds up a lot better than a lot of other things yeah like same thing with titanic titanic still kind of holds up because it used a good mix of everything yeah like they were creative and how they but there's a lot of horror movies now that, that are just, just go full CG. Yeah. I mean, it, the worst is for like blood spray, and that's not even like a complicated thing to do, right? Like, like just, I don't even. It's just lazy. Mm-hmm. I agree. Every, so much is done in post now that it just makes me really sad. Yeah. All yeah. right. So our very final matchup is The Shining versus Let the Right One In. Okay. They are the two mm-hmm. final movies. This, so this is the first annual Jersey Ghouls horror movie March Madness. What's going to take the crown? Yep. So yeah, let's open it up. Let the right one in versus The Shining. It's weird because I, I don't think this is fair and I don't even vote. So I don't know why I'm starting off. But to me in my head, I'm like, I can't give it to let the right one in. Like it hasn't earned its place. Is You know, like it can't. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, I'm like, well, The Shining I is iconic. Earlier, I can't. Between that and Blair Witch. Like, right. Blair Witch has been with me longer. To me, it's right. Like, literally, uh, what was it? October was maybe when I watched Let the Right One In for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the first time I watched it. And it's hard because, like, a lot of times in my head I'll justify my vote based on, like, oh, well, this is really thematically relevant, too, and there's so many layers, and but they both have that. They both have that, yeah. So when I when I taught a film class, I, I think I showed both of these movies or at least excerpt them or talked about them every single year. So if I taught that class for eight years, I watched both of these movies at least once a year for eight consecutive years and then broke them down and read articles about them and talked about them and let them live in the lives of 20 to 50, depending on how many sections there were that year. 
other people, just to kind of let them kind of ruminate inside those people. Um, if I went by that experience alone, I would, I would give this to let the right one in because that movie spoke to every single person who mm-hmm. I've shared it with. I've never, Marissa doesn't like the shining that much. And Marissa is like my, you know, is like the most malleable force in my life, right? Because I've Marissa's four years younger than me, our whole lives growing up, I like would push culture through her. Some of it stuck, some of it didn't, obviously. I mean, we're doing a horror podcast, not of the Smiths podcast. So, you know, <laughs> things hit her more than others. But you will do that Morrissey podcast with Absolutely. me? Absolutely. Okay, 100%. Good. Um, but I've never shared Lethar. And, you know, The Shining was hit or miss with kids. It scared them all. They got why it was important. They saw the filmmaking as kind of, you know, I forced them to see the filmmaking as beautiful, but I couldn't force them to say, wow, I really liked that movie or wow, I love that movie. But almost everybody came out of my course being like, I love this movie. Yeah. Let the right one end is much more relatable. I mean, accessible. The Shining, like, how could you even relate to that? Like, that's such a like very unique, like experience that this one family had, like, Everyone can relate to, like, having a bully and feeling alone when you're a kid, you know? Like, to some extent, I, I think anyone can and get around that, but... And, like, the ending... Like, I feel like when you look at the two endings, like, I don't know, let the right one in, the ending just makes me feel... I I don't know. I... I what, I can't. I can't tell what you're gonna say. I, 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 feel I, good. I love the ending. It made me feel so good. It was. It was horrible. It's a me bunch too. of kids it's, getting murdered, and it should be but horrible. But you so feel so good. good. And then when they're on that train, and you're like, the, and you know, the, I, I just yeah. love it because no, they've they've found each other, and yeah. and who cares if they're gonna just eat people along the way? I'm okay know, with that. Right. Like, but, but then, but then again, you know that she's just going to to get rid of him as soon as he's old. The new old guy. I know. I have that thought too. Exactly. That horrible fate. That old guy was also a small child at, at one point and yeah. he loved her just as this new kid loves her so how did he survive that life, long yeah. because he was terrible at his job he was how did he Oscar, how did the, the, die, fir, the old guy the trees sell him like by, like elias mufasa don't worry oscar one day I will eat you. This like the will gazelles all be yours. Eat the- <laughs> ahead, no, I just think that I don't understand how that guy did that job for so long because seriously, he was terrible. He at loved it. her, but like he was I, terrible she, at it. He never did him. botch it. Okay, think, but he. I think that he was starting to have regrets for right. doing it for so long. Oh, you and think he was like purposefully? Not purposely, maybe subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we and lose he's, a step. You know, he's not. He's not a spring chicken anymore. Exactly. Yeah, he's kept alive all that time, yeah. right? So yeah, and you know what? In you know, in sixty, seventy years, she's gonna find a new Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oscar. She's gonna Oscar. 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 She's gonna find yeah, she's gonna find a new one in like sixty years and she's gonna keep on keeping on and Or and he ends a cycle and kills her. Who knows? He, who knows? I think you know he, what I mean? I don't Does think he love so her either. so no, much? No, no, yeah, I don't he loves her too much. Story no. to tell I'm just yeah. gonna throw out there that obviously I see where we're leaning because we've we've spent all our time talking about one film over the other. What? Yeah, my my well, vote I did, I my was, vote is for the let, we did a let whole the right one in. On the yeah. <laughs> I feel all shining out because I feel like that was my entree into Jersey Goals. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, that's um, my vote is let the right one in. That's your yeah, vote, Joe. Let the right one in. Was it a sweep or were you going to go with The Shining, Nate? I was going to go with The Shining. Damn, yeah. it wasn't a sweep. It no, wasn't a sweep. No sweeps. Put the brooms away. Yep. Wow. So, so lady, I would wait. love to hear you you talk about The Shining a little bit. I don't feel like I've gotten that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yet. You're like the one person who could at the stable. Yeah. I feel like The Shining, like, it might not be as relatable, but there's 
a million times more stuff to unpack in that movie. And I really enjoy a movie where things are vague and you have to kind of put the pieces together. Like, I've watched Eraserhead probably half a dozen times, and it's only been in the last one or two times, and I'm starting to put it all together, what this all means. So I kind of, I, I like having that challenge in a movie, and The Shining offers that a lot. Maybe it's mm-hmm. not what the book is offering, but it's it's very enjoyable oh, for so me to watch that, watch that movie. And it's just so beautiful. Everything about that movie is beautiful. I don't know. It's it, just... It really is. It holds up so much better with the clarity of like watching the the Blu-ray now mm-hmm. and the just those those stunning vistas that you get. Yeah, I the, mean, um, over yeah. the well, opening like, credits, even like just like the mountain ranges and stuff as yeah. they're driving. Beautiful. Well, I like and also once uh, like after that the beautiful opening with with the big sweeping shots. I like how especially when you when they're first in the hotel. I don't know how I'm going to describe this right, and I'm probably going to use the wrong terminology, but. The point of view, how do I say it? It's not shot like a scene. It's not like a tableau we're watching. It's as if we're there with them. Like, we are the eyes of this unseen person that's going into Ullman's office with Jack. Like, I like the way that, you know, camera, it's not like a quick cut here, a quick cut there. I like that there are these long, single shots that, you know, follow Danny down the hall on, on the big wheels. And, oh, yeah. you know, the the one where we're just going to walk through the kitchen in one, I, I enjoy that it's not a lot of cutting and chopping of scenes. That that I really like. The, when the camera comes into the room where, where uh, Jack is writing and it kind of like mm-hmm. falls in and circles. It settles. Yeah. yeah. Or the scene when she, you see what he's been typing through her and all the, I mean, it's just breathtaking. It It, it is... As I said in that the podcast, uh, the third podcast or whatever, when we did it, it's it's just one of the most technically sound films ever. Jackie brought up before when it was up against Texas Chainsaw that like there's a there's a geometry to it, and th- there really is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all circles and it's all you know like intersecting lines. And when you when you see, when you do that against the backtrack of this a huge labyrinth labyrinth of a building, la- a physical actual real labyrinth, labyrinth. Of the thing, an actual maze, um, it just it all works together so almost symphonically. It's unbelievable. I'm talking myself out of Let the Right One In while we're sitting here, but I think at the end of the day, there's some gorgeous shots in Let the Right One In, too. I mean, that's true. The, the shot where she attacks the, the guy, in, I immediately oh, in thought that of that. Pass, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Beautiful yep. shot. Yep. Uh, the whole the ending in the pool, pool, though. I love it. Oh my when God, when all you see is the feet under <laughs> oh, the water. So that one, like, I almost, like, as I'm watching it, like, almost made an audible cheer. Like, I was yeah, almost like, yeah. yeah. Like, I had that moment of I wanted to, like, out loud, hooray for that yeah. one. Because that was, A, you know, the bad guys, the, you know, the they're getting their comeuppance. And then just the shot of, of the feet yeah, in the so water good. was amazing. In, in my class, they, we used to turn the sound off and just diagram the shots, like break down the shots. And kids would literally, like, gasp. They'd be like, oh, my God. Like, at the way the shots all come together in that scene. Like, to hear an actual emotional response to scene di- di- diagramming, so, yeah. which normally when I'd say we're going to do, they'd be like, oh, we're never going to be able to like a movie again. Like, people would just get so mad at me for break. But people would, like, have this, like, guttural reaction. The kids having, like, this actual visceral sort of, like, emotion, you know, response was yeah. cool to watch. Well, that's that's the thing with, like, Let the Right One In. And I don't know if I'm just desensitized because The Shining's been around for so long and I've seen it so much, but, like, 
I just remember the first time I watched it just feeling so much like getting right. the feels in ways that in I usually way, do it and yeah. as like a, especially as a horror fan like I'm so emotionally void so often when I watch horror movies <laughs> right, right. and yeah. like watching this one I just remember feeling so many things all through the whole film like horror and yeah. sadness Sa- and grief and love and, love and, and, yeah, and, and, and hope and you yeah. know like and it's 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 so rare that a movie gets me in that way that I'm so okay with it taking our you yeah. know if it does yeah, I'm like, not even um, mad I yeah, just, no, I is. just like the shining has been built up in my head for so long. Yeah, and, you know I have so many memories of watching The Shining, and even from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. we would just watch clips of The Shining because we couldn't sit there for the whole what is it two and a half hours, two hours? Mm-hmm. Like it's a long it's movie. A long movie yeah. Um, but but there was like certain scenes in that movie that I, like blew me away more yeah. than any other horror movie that i had seen i was like this is crazy i can't i shouldn't be watching this, this is too serious and aside from how beautiful it is shot and and how it looks to me jack nicholson is just i i wrote some notes on it and half of my notes are about his performance mm-hmm. and his performance alone <laughs> overacting oh sorry I <laughs> see and i don't i don't agree i don't think it's, i don't think he overacts mm-hmm. i think you know, and this is something that I'm going to say that I learned from you, Joe, when we did our episode about The Shining, about how, you know, it was always meant to be. The hotel had him. And watching it again with that in my head, the scene in the beginning when he's in Ullman's office and he discloses to Jack, like, hey, look, you know, there was this thing that happened with Grady. He killed his family with an axe. And he's going through this whole this scenario. This is what happened to a caretaker once. It cuts to Jack's face, and he is completely unfazed. It he doesn't arch an eyebrow. Right, he's a villain he from is, the spot. Yeah, the he start. really is. Like he's an asshole from the get go. And I have that, but like he he he's completely unfazed with it. And he is in a. Per- My note is Jack is in a permanent state of asshole. And yeah. it makes it easier to villainize him at the end. And anytime that you see him being pleasant or nice or caring it's such an obvious facade that yeah, underneath exactly. that mask of oh you know i love you danny and i'll never hurt you and mom and i'll never hurt you and mom and you can see the the clo- you know the 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 wheels are the turning mechanisms. of here's exactly how i'm going to hurt you mm-hmm. but keep listening to the soothing sounds of my voice yep. and like i said after that what you said about that watching it again Completely different movie. Completely away, right? different. Movie. Damn it, Jackie. That's it. That's why we can't let <laughs> even, you around, Joe. Dangerous when, ideas. Come. No, he, Joe's right. No, he's Joe's not. Right. Even when he, um, I love, and Kubrick does it all on purpose. When he, when he, he's eating the sandwich, when he tells Danny, when he's in the room with Danny, mm-hmm. and he's telling, he's trying to drive home to Danny that I like. I, re, you know what? I really like it here. You know what? Dan, and he's eating that sandwich in between. He's chomping with his wolf teeth you know even through that he's like consuming he's taking it one he's he's sucking up everything around him the one scene that that does i don't know if contradicts but maybe you know i'm gonna pose it to you so the first time he goes into the bar and he gets that drink again Mm -hmm. and it's been all the sobriety and he finally gets to wash away sobriety with that drink he kind of goes on a rant about danny where he's like i really do love him i really love him Mm -hmm. it's wendy that's the problem and i feel like that was a genuine like so he he does love his son like and it seems like when it you know he's got to get rid of danny a because wendy has poisoned him against him Mm -hmm. and also there's the shining thing and we can't have that shit in our life we got to get rid of it kind of thing but like i i did feel like there was that tiny little brief glimmer of 
I because he says it. He's like, I really do. I love him. It's the sperm bank upstairs. Right. Like that's where it all she, goes to she's shit. She's poisoning. She, she is poisoning. The, yeah, the femininity is poisoning. Yeah. My, my, you know, my, uh, my next of kin, the one who's mm-hmm. going to rise yeah. up and take over the mantle. But, the, but the influence of the the influence of this other outside force, and and what you're, it's, it's so true. What you're speaking to though is the complexity of the movie in a way. It, it it's what maybe makes let the right one in kind of slip under it because. Kubrick is trying to say so much and everything he's trying to say is so big and the movie is so big. Everything, the mm-hmm. space, the performances. I really think, I, and I don't have, I don't know that I've read this anywhere where I could prove it. I think the performances are big because that's the point. I think Kubrick was pushing them to be bigger, be bigger, be bigger. Because in his mind, he was staging this enormous worldview. I think The Shining is about pioneers. I think The, the Shining is about the 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 fallacy of white man's burden and 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 our and our expansion westward and our space expansion which is why i think people have misread the movie to be about what is the apollo that blue From people, two, three, apollo, seven. what is it apollo 11 apollo 11 yeah yeah and i think that's misread i don't think kubrick's speaking no. about the moon landing per se but i think there's so much moon imagery because he's talking about pushing frontiers you say you say white man's burden i'm fairly certain jack uses that exact phrase. Yeah, he, he, right, he says it sort of like shruggingly, right? Like, well, oh, white well, man's well, burden. Well, that's white man's burden, right. Yep. And, but I think Kubrick has always tried to do that. I think his movies are about enormous thematic I- issues. Mm-hmm. And in a way, sometimes, it makes it hard to wrap your arms around it all. I just, Whereas Let the Right One In is just about love. Versus <laughs> it's about the burst. And that's why I think when you show Let the Right One Into a room full of 18, 19, 17-year-olds, they don't need to work so hard to get there. No, no, no. Shining's it's, it's a much easier. Even with my look, at my sister's ready to pop out of her chair. To get people to buy into the Shining has always been a slog, and I've taken on that fight. <laughs> no, no. It, it, every it, it's one of the most well respected. You I know, know, but films it's, of I all think time. it's very. I'm uh, I'm the one with the unpopular. What's uh not uh stance here? Losing words. It's very polarizing. Whereas I think Let the Right One In can be kind of galvanizing because we all understand Oscar. Yes. Yeah. And he's not an antagonist. He's it, not. No, he's I, almost, see, I, he's a secondary. I, you, you guys, know? You guys like, call he doesn't it like really a, drive the plot at all. It just it, things are happening to him, him and around yeah, him. Right, yeah. right, right. And he and that victim role is very easy to sink your teeth into. It's a vampire. Oh man, it's a vampire. Everything's set on fire. I cannot believe the vampire movie won the whole tournament but bella is not there because of monster squad i i'm not I even just, going to say what i think no say no I say it. No, no no i've said it i've said it before but what i'm gonna say is what you guys are calling an exploration of white man's burden to me just speaks to the white man's privilege that movie is is yes, that's what it's but about. that's yeah. not he's not doing that because he's aware of his own privilege and wants to make a, a, a relevant statement about it he's doing it because he is that privilege. no kubrick's aware not jack no jack kubrick that's thing. i'm saying kubrick is making it because oh. he is white and privileged and so for him to make a movie about the i I don't know. The whole thing just rubs me the wrong This way. is what I, I threw my hands up in the air for episode three. How, Kubrick's writing a movie about what's wrong with he, that. He didn't. Yeah. He, I don't think so. I don't read it that way. Um, sorry. No, don't. you don't. You don't. But this is where we got to in episode three because I was just like, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else to say. You're like, <laughs> yeah. no, he didn't. Like, he, just, like, he was here. We were like, did you do it? And he was like, I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. And he ran away. Yeah, but I'm doing exactly what you, you're doing and just take, like, hypothesizing about it based on content. But I spoke to 27 different 
textual evidence that speaks to that truth where you're just like, no, he didn't. The fact that he says white man's burden? <laughs> no, I think I've mentioned between this episode and the okay. third episode. Like I just, I just feel as though I can't. I can't accept Jack Torrance, the villain from the start. He is an asshole. And mm-hmm. so what am I what am I rooting for? Like if we're talking purely story, like what why am I even remotely caring about about this man and this family because he's an asshole? Like You're rooting for Danny and You're rooting for the family. Yeah, I was you're saying, not I rooting think that, for him. I think that's more of like You're supposed to you're supposed to look down on him. You're supposed to be disgusted and, by and him. And that's why it misses the point. Yeah. Because like you don't, the, the you point don't is want a little boy story. to die. Like and this, you don't want to see a right. child die. And what you're saying is so unbelievably valid and true. And there's an awesome uh, Baltimore Sun article in the 19th century that said that's about Poe in the same way that you're Stanley Kubrick, where where they're saying like because Poe started writing in the guise of antagonism mm-hmm. and like blew away literary critics of that right. time. And people, but people were like, "What? That you start doing this? Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing any of this?" Mm-hmm. And and I think it's valid literary criticism to say. I don't want to be through that. It muddles the water for me to come in through the guys. What, what you're saying is because so much of the movie comes through Jack, it makes it hard for you to then flip, to, to believe that the creator is trying to flip that on its head. And that's what I mean about The Shining. It's too, I didn't, I'm not trying to put anybody down and saying it's inaccessible to any of us or any of our listeners who are super smart and really, really good looking. Um, but, and should probably think about donating money to Jackie and Marissa so they keep doing this. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's what I mean when I say it's hard to, to dig into that. It is. Because because you're like, put, what am kind, I doing? It's do- kind of pushing you away. Right, right. Like, the movie doesn't want you to... Right, right, right. Keep going with that. I'm sorry. Say more No, you that. keep that's going. It. That's exactly okay, it. Well, you know the what? The movie doesn't you want you Kubrick. to love it. I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm well, no. And a lot of... Uh, there, I enjoy a lot of horror movies that are not fun to watch. Me too. That are, Me too. That are... Actively trying to, right. to make you turn the off the movie. Yes. Like, <laughs> Me too. Like, for example, Martyrs is about absolutely pushing people being pushed to their emotional and physical limits, limits yep. through torture. But it so doesn't. I never. I, and I and I can't. I give you guys credit because I don't think I could do it anymore. But and yeah, like it's not. I don't know. I. You know what? I'm gonna just chalk it up to my inability to see past. The fact that I, in my head, I read The Shining and then I look at what he created. And it, had this movie been called, you know, Kubrick's Take on Hotels, I'd, I'd probably be The girls are wearing here. Stephen King rules shirts they right are. now. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's, I just can't. I, I honestly can't. thought The Shining would win because just, of the Stephen King rules like, shirts. I just can't. Oh, that's why they hate it. That's why they hate it. Do you listen to my show? mass separation between the two. <laughs> you ever heard this podcast, Nate? Darn it. They hate Sorry. Kubrick before that. No, reason. no. Jackie yeah. obviously loves it. No, I don't. I, no. You know what? In, in, in our third episode, I said, yeah, you were, I, don't, yeah. I don't hate this movie. I don't love it. It's never, it's not in my top five. But, you know, it, it's not, I don't think it's the worst I know, thing ever. I know it's insane. I, I really do. I understand why this movie matters so much. But I just, I, I can never separate it. But it lost, too, today. It, it, well, it keep lose. that in mind. And, that's the thing. and I'm not even mad because I think that let the right one in. Oh, I'm mad because I Living Dead should be. <laughs> we should be talking about Night of the Living Dead okay, right so. now. You think you're mad. You should be. I lost to Wolfman Nards. I am Drakur, son of Dragon. So, Prince of <laughs> Darkness, <laughs> beaten Dudley. by bad too. testicles of man who once was oh, dog. Come, <laughs> you're an idiot. 
Um, so anyway, um, <laughs> I'd first right first back. like to thank <laughs> you two. Well, Nate, I'd like to thank you. Oh my God! Oh, so well, Nate, you're so dreamy. You Joe, are, I want to thank you. I want to thank you because I love listening to you on the podcast. I, mm-hmm. I laugh and laugh. I laugh too. Oh I laugh and laugh when I edit. Thank it. you guys. This has been an amazing experience for me. I enjoyed Aww. this very much. Yes, Duck Hunt. Having you guys on has been really, really awesome. We really appreciate everything you've done to make this whole March Madness dream a reality. Oh my gosh, I had so much. I'm so sad this is over. Me too. Yeah. So once again, thank you so much to you guys and jackie thank you for coming up with this whole thing this was all your your brainchild our bracket yeah, that right? i ripped off of another podcast so cool. yeah that's uh yeah no this was this has been fun this has been a couple months in the making this has been a lot of work and thank you guys for taking the time out of your busy schedules They're to join us busy. and talk about <laughs> i'm just kidding yes that was more for joey <laughs> nate you're probably have a very busy schedule <laughs> No, my schedule no. would not allow it. <laughs> so, so thank you, thank you, Nate, for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. And you can check me out at joecostal.com <laughs> or at joecostal. I like that you put on that face. You, you do do the same face he every like, time yeah, you promote yourself. I do. <laughs> it's called. I call it the, my promoting myself face. Yeah, it, he half smiles, and it's I don't really know how he gets that dimple to appear, but he just goes. I do. And then he like does it's my self promoting dimple. Let me see if I can I wish I could have a dimple. Children? Do you have another one on the other side? No, oh, just, just one. one. Just one, one wonky yeah. dimple. One wonky um, dimple. <laughs> I you thought you said one wonky nipple. Dimple. One wonky nipple. One wonky dimple should be the name of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to be his lifetime movie. Hey, one just, wonky dimple. The Joker Saw story. I just want to say that I've loved doing this so much and being with you guys and on this Shunintine's Eve. Oh, it oh, is holy so bringing it full circle. Oh, Back so to Shunintine's. Um, yeah, so so check us out as always on uh, Facebook, on iTunes, on Twitter. What we're gonna do is we can do a Facebook Live to announce the winner of a prize pack uh, for the person that has correctly guessed "Let the Right One In" as the the winner of our bracket. No final way. thoughts, guys. Let's go, Jerry Springer. Final okay, thoughts. Final thoughts. Did you, Nate, think that Let the Right One In was going to be the ultimate winner? What what was your thought that was going to be the ultimate winner? No. What did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be The Shining. Since like. From, Since, from, from wow. like eight, at least from eight. Really? At least from eight. What about you, Joe? What did you Night think? Night of Living Dead. Really? I thought Night of Living Dead all the way. I would have guessed. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I guess I, that's why we're siblings, huh? Because yeah. I went Night I, of Living Dead. I too. thought it was going to be Let the Right One In. As much as I Shut did. Shut up, Bree. I told you that yesterday. Because we should have written this down. Because, uh, what was it, last week, two weekends ago when we got together, we Damn. were saying, we all kind of had that thought of, oh, we know what's going to win, what's going to win. And I think, Joe, oh, you, made, right, you, you said, made the comment. Yeah. There's one movie that we keep pushing through without a single complaint, mm-hmm. and it's been let the that. right one I in. Know. And and I was like, you know what? He's right. Every time it's come up against anything, it has been a sweep. If not, uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I can see why that goes through. That movie has right. coasted the she, you entire time. And I said that yesterday. I said because you said there's one movie that we just yep, it's this one, it's this one, no competition. And yeah, I said it yesterday. So as much as I didn't want it to win. I, I personally wanted Nightmare. From from the Elite Eight, what we had, I wanted Nightmare, but that's just, that's me. I've got a, a bunch of, I've got the shri- the Freddy Shrine, so. <laughs> My final thought is next year we bring one more person on so I can vote too. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 